the Burton Rugby Club podcast. Welcome to episode 17 of the Burton Rugby Club podcast. It is me, Chaz Bunting, your host, and always we've got Stephen joining us on the pod. First of all, I'd like to apologise for the last two weeks without the podcast. Even this podcast today has been delayed. It's been me who's been letting the listeners down in the past two weeks and Stephen who let the side down at the start of this week. We apologise to Lauren Richardson who was Burton's women's first ever women on the podcast and the producer failed to get the final goods uploaded to Spotify. And last week I dropped Stig the usual message saying can we cancel the podcast because I wasn't replying to my text messages. It's nothing personal mate. But we're back. <laughs> What a week to return on. It's Friday afternoon when we're recording this podcast, but I'm still excited from the weekend's results. Banbury 12, Burton first team 18, Burton 18, 26, Boston, eight, uh, Boston first team 19, Lindley 10, Burton B team 40. A clean sweep for all three men's senior side. Stig, what a weekend. Let's get into it. Yeah, um, 100%. Obviously, I was fortunate enough to get the call up to be back in the first team, uh, where we, we took a we took a bare 18. There were some rumours of, as people might have seen on the, the news that's came out, there's a few old boys potentially on the bench. Who knows, I saw that photo go out. Uh, no, but just just on like, the first team, obviously, we won't go into too much detail just at this minute, but probably one of the bus trips, best bus trips I've had since joining the club. A packed bus trip, all the dads on there. Um, my dad came on, doesn't often socialise or drink many people and I think he's um, he's found a new best mate in Nick Phillips but I don't know how I feel about that I think Nick Phillips has made best friends with everyone after that bus trip yeah it was a, a great great result uh, even better celebrations but I want to go back <laughs> when I say go back I want to go back two weekends prior to that and we played against Kenilworth um, at home and we were winning in the first half they had a um, red card, but just in the final minutes of the first half, their player got an injury, which meant that the game got kind of stopped. We called half time early. We went into the changing rooms. The referee tried to agree with the opposition that would move on to the training pitch, and that game then got kind of cancelled um, and postponed. Following that, we then went to play against Derby away. We went to the university to play the fixture over there and it was a bit frustrating because the previous game against Stoke we wanted to get a win bounce back against Kenilworth that wasn't possible because the game got postponed and then we went to Derby seeking to gain a little bit of momentum after that abandoned game facing our local rivals um, in a high tempoed encounter on the AstroTurf pitch um, we had some injuries. Again, that game against Derby should have been a game earlier on in the season. It was put on for a rearranged weekend. So we had a few unavailabilities. We had a few injuries. But we're not going to make any excuses. We went with a team that we thought was going to be able to get the win against Derby. Um, and we didn't. They hit a drop goal in the 77th minute to take the lead. Um, and then they, they kept the lead for the, the final bits of the play. So... It was very frustrating. Two weekends of, of rugby where we've not got the result and we're probably backs against the wall wanting to make sure that we get the result against Banbury this weekend. Um, but yeah, it was great to then go away from home to Banbury 
Um, dig out a performance. Kind of emphasise that word dig out because it wasn't easy, was it? Not at all. I think the sum up that first team against uh, Bamber, I think if you clip the last four minutes, we probably defended 20, 30 faces. But we, I never felt like we looked like we were going to concede a try. Uh, we drove the back. I think you managed to get your foot onto a kicker and we put them back onto the halfway line. And then captain Will Hopwood comes in with a jackal. I don't know how he does it. I didn't even see him come in. I was next to the rook, probably trying to catch my breath. And I just saw him like basically crawl towards it. I don't know how he, how he stole the ball. And then it was pretty much celebrations. But I don't know how you felt, but it felt like a home game uh, with the under-14s playing before. I think they just lost, but it sounded like a good game when we turned up. Um, they were them and their parents were quality. They all stayed behind, and it felt like a home game for us. Yeah, it was really exciting, really, really exciting. The fact that you've already mentioned about the bus trip. As a group of players, we reached out and we made the bus social a bring your dad on the bus day, dads and lads trip, and you know there was a few other people that also joined us on the bus. A fifty-two seater, I think, was pretty much every single seat was taken. So that was one bus going down to Banbury, and when we arrived, there was already a Bagnalls bus parked up. The under fourteens were playing against Banbury under fourteens, and all their parents, all the players there as well. And to be fair to Banbury, they were a fantastic club. They host us really, really well. It's a it's a great place to go play rugby. They've got a fantastic stand. Um, the pitch was a bit heavy, but yeah, I 100% agree with you. It felt like a home game. I was chatting to their director of rugby after the game and he said to me that was their first home game they've lost all season. Wow. I think. Um, I, I'm sure they would have lost to one of the top two sides, Oxford or, or Starbridge, but um, I'll take his word for it. And yeah, it must be a difficult place for, for any team to go to. We we dug deep. It wasn't easy, um, and yeah, we Wolfie getting that turnover at the end was um, pressure relieved. Looking back at the previous games against Derby the week the week before, losing with that drop kick very late on, losing against Stoke two weeks before, where their captain broke through the line and scored to win them the game. I'm thinking. The clock's in the red. They've got a line out five metres out. And I'm thinking it's going to be the third week in a row where we lose in the last play of the game. But maybe that's my uh, pessimism. Pessimism? Is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. I think you got that right. Uh, don't ask me to spell it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's, uh, I think, another massive... I know I'm part of the group, but a massive credit to the forwards again. Uh, it's another game where we've probably proven that we've got the best pack in the league. Even when we swapped some people out, I know we didn't have Taffin in the row, but uh, John controlled lineouts. I thought excellently well. I think that was a pretty funny moment in the game where I think we only missed one lineout, and it's where he walked into the lineout, called it, and realised Tommy was still drying the ball with a towel. So I think there was one lineout that we missed, but other than that, I thought he controlled it well. Teddy and Luca outstanding again, putting pretty much well. Teddy eighty minutes, Luca 66, 67 and the Reese came on, a young prop to be playing at this level and still throwing his weight around. I think it's it's exciting times for the club. I don't know anything on the backs, but I wasn't really watching what you were doing, to be fair. <laughs> no, I agree. The forwards keep putting in shift after shift forwards, and you mentioned there, we're only able to take three on the bench at the best of times, and we've got front rowers playing 80 minutes, and for one situation to the other, we were able to take one replacement at the weekend, and we've got 
uh, Teddy playing 80 minutes and Luca pretty much played 75 minutes himself and those boys really dug it out. The rest of the pack with the line-out set-piece, uh, the ball-carrying, the collisions was, was pretty relentless. Fair play to Tommy. is his second game back after a long-term injury. I was meant to mention that against his uh, performance at Derby. He got a first game back after a long injury. It was great to see him on the pitch and be thrown straight into an 80-minute brawl. And then back that up with another 80 minutes and gets joint man of the match and scores himself another try. So fair play to him. Just got to dry the ball a little bit quicker by the sounds of it from you boys. Um, well, we're, I think we're extremely fortunate that we've got three really, really quality hookers at the club. Like All pushing, all could be starting for the first team. And I think it's quite unfortunate that Riley, um, Tommy and JD uh, all offer something completely different to each other. But it, we're in a very fortunate position that we've got those in that certain position. Yeah, and uh, the one thing I will say about the game, and I'm sure as a, as a players and as a team will be very, re very reflectful in the sense that we went into half-time six points down and we probably had a lot of possession in the opposition 22, which is a very, very similar story when we played against Derby. Um, we struggled to score some tries out wide, but we, we dug in, we kept going. We played 10 minutes a game with 14 men, Someone um, got a yellow card. I think it was a little bit harsh on him, but it was the biggest hit of the game. Um, Stig, I'll let you describe that one. It was um, a moment of real blur for me. I saw, I think they broke through probably after myself missing a tackle, being too lazy, pushing on the inside. And I saw the the biggest nine in the league, Chaz, try and tackle him. And somehow the guy ended end over end I thought yeah, well it, sometimes it's difficult when you try and enforce your dominance um, I have got a restriction on me that I'm only allowed to make one tackle per season just because I don't want to injure anyone else in the league um, yeah I just couldn't control my weight and when scrum after that light they just end up going head over heels so I do apologise <laughs> if I hurt him yeah no more tackling for me this season um, uh, and it puts us up to 7th in the league which again that middle kind of section, Oxford and Stourbridge are both top of the shops with over 70 points. The bottom of the table, Old Hales and Broad Street are kind of pretty much dead certs of where they are with only seven and three points. But that middle middle section from Bridge North with 51 points all the way down to Kenilworth on 37 points. Um, it's a bit like the Wild West at the moment. Anybody can beat anybody. And everybody leap, leapfrogs, depending on the results at the weekend. Yeah, we've obviously got a real good chance to pick up five points tomorrow against Kenilworth, but I'm not sure about that, Chaz. Well, yes, we might as well. We can do four pods in one today. So the result against Kenilworth, which was rearranged because of their player's injury, by all means, we wished the player uh, a fast recovery, but we found out that he bruised his neck and the following week, he played for Kenilworth after getting a game postponed and calling out all the emergency services. Their coach, who was unwanting to transfer onto the adjacent floodlit pitch at Burton, he thought it was too dark to play the rugby match even in the daylight, let alone when the floodlights were turned on. Nothing to do with the fact that they were losing and they had their player coach red carded. 
It's come back to bite them on the bum because they've not been able to field a team this weekend and Burton have been awarded five points in the league and Kenilworth have been reducted five points themselves. So it's a win-win for us. It is. Well, it is and it isn't because I don't know if you'd agree with me, I'd have liked to have played that game because I'm certain the boys would have picked up five points anyway and it would have felt better than just being given the points. Um, but yeah, like like you said, it's, it's more points, it's... It's what we deserved, but it would have been nice to get out there and prove. Well, I 100% agree. The fact that the the implications that this has, the impact it had on the club and the revenue on that first game, the fact that the players, we are all amateur rugby players who are committing valuable time, their weekends to, to the game, have had to kind of cancel their plans, get things changed so that they can play this fixture for then on a Friday night be told that the game's been postponed again and it to, to ruin ruin people's plans. The club have got a players um, a pre-match meal on, which won't be too bad because the Six Nations and players and members will still be able to go down and enjoy their pre-match meal, which is, for me, fantastic quality of food, great clubhouse and great event. But people want to go down and watch the rugby and, yeah, it's a bit of a shame for everybody involved. And like you mentioned, take away the money, take away people's time. We wanted to play because we wanted to stamp someone for uh, stamp some authority. We had a bit of a fire in our belly after the last time we got the game postponed. But hey ho, we dust ourselves off and we get ready for next week. Hundred percent, I agree with you, Chaz. And should we move on to the A's against Boston? Yes, let's get into it. So Burton A team edge past Boston in a relegation battle. Both teams needed a win to avoid relegation or avoid the relegation battle or try and get out of it. Burton started off poorly, um, from what I what I gather. They conceded a very early try, which has happened quite a lot recently. Conceding early, putting themselves on the back foot. But they fought back um, to lead Boston uh, and that travelled late. A lucky bounce and a converted trial to see, seal the win for Burton. It's just what they needed, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think my highlight of that is finding out in the group chat that Josh Ballant scored the winner. Looked like he was running in treacle, but my favourite bit was when I turned around in the clubhouse after the boss, uh, after the first team game and saw Josh Ballant's dad stood there. And I thought, yeah, what a great man coming to watch the ones and not watch his son. So that made me very happy that his dad definitely missed Josh's try. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so I think the A's are very happy with getting that winner was what we needed so they're going into playing bottom of the table Bristol next week which will be exciting for hopefully pushing up the table is what they deserve for the, all the work they've been putting in yeah definitely and like I said they're probably very similar to us with the the second half would have been tense Boston levelling late into the game however sometimes it's the bounce of the ball in the game of rugby and balance is always the first there. We always see it training, the, the, the famous knee slide to gather the ball. Arms <laughs> and legs everywhere. And yeah, fair play to the boys. I know speaking to, to Harry Titley, our head coach, he said that this, the past few weeks, Graham's been a little bit tense in the selection and the meetings. Um, you can see the pressure building up. But, you know, getting a win just relieves that pressure a little bit. And um, again, exactly what you mentioned, Stig, that they deserve a result because 
we get to see every single week how much effort they put in. You, you've been playing with the boys. Um, they want to fight for it. They want to get the, the results that they deserve and hopefully it might be a little bit of momentum for them. Yeah, and um, another thing on that, obviously, as like a, a neutral or a person in that league might think, that's not a very good result against a team who lost 155-0 the other week. Let's make sure we say it quite clearly that that wasn't the same Boston team. Boston brought their best team over because they thought it was their best chance to try and stay up in the league. Um, so I know the boys didn't ever underestimate it. Fair play to Boston for still turning up after losing by that much of the week. Um, but yeah, the, the A's deserve and hopefully we can go and pick up another five points next week away at Bristol. Yes, definitely. Because it's very, very close amongst those kind of bottom three and all it takes is one big five-pointer and it then gets you either in a bit more breathing space or puts you back into the mud of it. So, yeah, the boys have been definitely working hard this week. We can talk about training last night, turning up, even though they've not got a game this weekend and still putting in the hard yards. And it takes us on to the B team. The Bs win 40-10 to 10 in a muddy battle against Lindley and Kidsgrove. Back-to-back wins for them. The Bees faced tough conditions, but they secured that bonus point win. There was two tries scored by Joe, and Cam reached out for his own try. Sean Hudson scored his first try for the club, and the Bees remained top of the league with four games to go. Um, Paul Holland nominated Stu Hutton for Man of the Match for his 72 minutes performance at tight end. Anyone who knows Stewie is a big, big boy. So those 72 minutes would definitely be well dug out. Even he had lack of sleep. I, be- I believe that was because of work. But yeah, what a result for them. Yeah, agreed. And obviously they're going into playing another bottom of the table team, Newcastle staff's their third team. So it's going to be exciting for the Bees to hopefully... And I think, if I'm right, if we keep getting bonus points with the Bees, I think we can finish on maybe 100 points. Well, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? you definitely raise the bat if you get over 100. Great innings. So, four games remaining, five points. And Is on... that correct? No, I think they're on 77 points, mate. So, I've just done the maths. Have I got that wrong? Fuming. I thought I was right. 82 points to run. Oh, 82 points. Yeah, they would yeah. then. They'll go 102 points. There we go, then. So, that's a challenge B team. You think you're the best team in the club? Well, to be fair, I was I was thinking about this a few days ago that the A team over the last two years made big claims saying that they're not called the A team, they're called the main team. And I've not heard the main team be mentioned very very often this season. I've not I'm not sure what's happened to the main team. And there's only one main team in this club this season, and it's the B team. And we need those boys to to sing their praises, get a bit of arrogance about yourselves and tell us that you're the best team in the club. Give other people some some stick because you deserve it. Paul Holland is going for coach of the year. <laughs> Burton on Trent for all sports, community coach of the year. Two wins, two bonus points wins to get to 100 points. That's what we want to see. Agreed. Um, shall we just quickly mention... Uh, to our second row line-out doctor, Taff, who obviously represented, was it GB Police away in Czech Republic the last week? Yeah, I've never known so someone to play so many games of rugby. 
He plays Wednesday, Saturday every single week, but the old man can still keep doing it. He's not that old, is he, really? He's not. He just keeps getting cold, and I'm worried that one day it's going to get that cold for him. He's just, he keeps coming out in more layers. I'm like, come on, Taff, you, we're getting there. Just these 80 minutes, but I reckon that's that's a podcast. That's a podcast, Taff is. What do you think is um secret power is it is it that he keeps getting out of doing Warzone and fitness with Chris Moxon I think that but I think obviously the fine master's going to have to start deciding so I think he's going to have to start getting fined for midweek fixtures really but he keeps saying to me every week every Tuesday he's like yeah I'm on the bench tomorrow I'm only going to play 10 minutes and then comes back Thursday I'll play the whole game British police for you (laughs) they're corrupt oh no oh no AC12 it line of duty podcast is cancelled no but congratulations Taff I know it's a big honour for, for you we're very proud of you uh, you captain the side as well which is even more impressive well done and everyone at Burton Rugby Club was very very proud of you he even played for the A team on the Saturday as well when he came back he scored he That's scored yeah was that his first A team try I think so I think it might be his first Burton try well I did message him and he went I loved it so maybe that's that's what you get. So, well, to be fair, he did leave a space for you in the second row, didn't he? <laughs> True. So yeah, Taff, keep going with the eighteen, mate. You did a great job. <laughs> we were quite unfortunate, weren't we? The the women's game against Litchfield got called off. Yeah. Um. So we've not got any updates on the the women's section at the moment. However, we are looking forward to them. Their game on Sunday hasn't been postponed yet against Tamworth. Hopefully the weather and all the conditions and everything else stays on the right side and they can get their fixture against Tamworth this weekend. Coming up, you know, there's no rugby for the the senior sides, but that does take the B team next week away to Newcastle Staffs. The A team are playing against Burstall and the first team are welcoming Syston at home for a three o'clock kickoff, we would like you all to get down to the club and support those teams. As always, we mention lots and lots of the senior teams, but if there is anybody out there that would like a shout out, a mention of the minis and juniors, or any other th- things that are going on behind the club, please just get in contact with our Instagram page or just come and see me or Stephen around the club because we want to sing your praises just as much. However, we are a little bit um, biased as we know what's going on in the senior teams. Thank you for listening to the Burton Rugby Club podcast. Stephen, thank you for joining me. No drama, see you at the gate tomorrow. Yep, I will be. I'll actually be at the Pirelli tomorrow. I'm going to be watching the, the Burton Albion first. Um, and then, yes, we'll be going to the gate for a nice, I can't say the, the, the name of the drink, uh, a cider and WKD. We again apologise for our lack of commitment. Stephen said he'll be putting a £10 fine into the fines tin just for uh, his commitment issues this this week. I'll try not to crash my car this week. Yeah, how selfish. How selfish. But we look forward to joining you next week on the Burton Rugby Club podcast. Enjoy your weekend.